1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Monday. June the 7th. Math in my head. And it is a mailbag Monday. The Super Friends and I breaking down your questions. If you have questions about a team, a player, something about life, beer, uh, diapers for breach, you can hit (laughs) us up by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we will answer it at some point this offseason. We will probably do uh, mailbags every single Monday. In the feed right now, you back and listen if you like rankings, because it's season, buddy. We have uh, triplets, the best triplets around the NFL. Top 100 list with Pete Prisco and top 25 under 25 with Cody Benjamin, who did a better job than Sean Wagner. All those are from last week. Check them out. If you're watching on youtube make sure to like the video hit that like button if you're happy to be watching on youtube i know it's an extra step but just do it for us it helps push us out into the the mall of youtube and leave a mailbag question there we'll answer if you leave one on youtube apparently as well ryan wilson john breach what's up boys hey hey hey!
2: yo 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 i'm still sobering up for mclovin's 40th birthday
1: yeah how about that on thursday mclovin turned 40. insane I didn't realize McLovin was older than me, but there you go. He doesn't look it. I'll give him that. It's because he's oh. an organ donor. It's also because it was a fake ID, right? Organ
3: donor. No, the real McLovin doesn't look older than you, too. Although I bet he probably is. The real McLovin's
1: not older than me. He was a fake ID.
3: No, the the actor in real life <laughs> is probably older than you, even though he still does not look older than you. I'm not sure. I would
1: bet he's. I would bet he's. Uh, I bet he's not. <laughs> he is, he's 31 he turns 31 oh, yeah. turned 32 on june 20 he was born in 1989 of course you're not older than me what a, what a ridiculous thing to say how old he is uh, oh. my age he had, what what is the matter
2: with you why would he be right and that's why it was funny because in the movie uh I know, he was supposed to be 27 a- and he was I- like 17
3: because it's never the case that that people that act play people much younger than them you guys are—you guys don't understand how the business works. That's okay. I
1: mean, you don't understand how like eyes work and figuring out that a guy is not. All right. How old is old. How old is Jonah Hill? Wise guy. He's also uh, in that I'll, movie. Also, Jonah Hill 8. is thirty-eight.
3: Oh, so he's thirty-seven. That's okay. I say that. Uh, That's one
1: year away. You were nine years
3: off. Yeah, but then this. My point is at the same age. And Michael Sarah is that the other guy's name? yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Sarah yeah, of Arrested Development fame as well. He's thirty-two, so he looks young. So he and McLovin both look young. Jonah Hill did look young at the time. Obviously, um, how old Seth Rogen? Yeah, Seth Rogen is, is, is he must be he's actually probably f- early 40s, he is 39. Just yeah, a 39 he's, able to- he's young too. And then what's the cop's name that was in the movie that's Saturday Night Live guy? Glasses, um, oh god, what's his name? Breach. I'm gonna go back and
1: watch Super Bad again. I didn't watch it forever, but he,
3: I bet he's 40, but yeah, okay, so early 30s to late 30s, whatever, big
2: deal. Who so, cares?
1: Okay. Not a huge deal in the uh it was Bill Hader. Was Bill, off.
2: Hader. Bill Hader. I bet Bill hater Bill Hader is 42. And yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? This is full circle. Bill Hader's 43 because his birthday is today, oh. Monday, June 7th. Oh.
3: Dunk on that, nerds. What? I knew I was
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nailed sure. it. All right. right. There you go, Wilson. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So yeah. uh
2: Look, if we start with nonsense, you know, it's a mailbag. Let's get that out of the way.
1: Start your Monday morning with us ranting about the ages of people from Superbad. (laughs) I might watch Superbad right now, right after this. Get my wife out of the house again, fire up Superbad. Uh, We will start our mailbag with a question from E. Deeper something or another uh, from South Philly. What is Pete Prisco's worst ranking on his top 100 list? We want to put a little bow on Pete's top 100 list. Um. Pete wants to be loved. He's desperate for attention. He craves it. He acts like he doesn't care, but boy, does he ever. And so he does his top 100 list of NFL players every year, and people rip him apart. And he's like, yeah,
3: i at it. Eat it alive. Eat it alive. That's it. He puts a lot of
1: work into it. and He actually did come on the podcast with us, so we're no longer doing the thing where... We act like we don't want to talk about Pete's top 100 list, but we are going to talk about some of the worst rankings on the list. I'll let you guys go first. I've got a a group of four or so that I think are are pretty bad. Let me throw this out here, and then we can
3: discuss. So, George Kittle, uh, excuse me, Travis Kelsey is five. That seems high for a tight end, but whatever. George Kittle is 22. Is there 17 spots difference between those two?
1: I don't think so. And one of those spots is Dalvin Cook. One of those spots is Christian McCaffrey. One of those spots is... Derrick Henry 11? Who just missed an entire season. Um, Derrick Henry at 11 got my attention. I'm okay with Derrick Henry at 11. He almost put Derrick Henry in the top 10. I mean, Derrick mm-hmm. Henry ran for 2,000 yards in like 17. And yards.
2: then we realized that Prisco is anti-running back and there was no way he was going to have a running back in his top 10.
1: No, he's... I mean, there's a bunch of running backs on here. It's actually bad but not in the top 10 um no that's true
3: and yeah so i don't hate that it just caught my attention as i was scrolling through the list is i think really I like,
1: compared to george kittle
3: would you, right.
1: well just right like in his argument is injuries limited him to eight games last season what's well, like okay but christian mccaffrey's one spot ahead yeah. of
3: him i think that's the issue and he he talked about that on cbs sports hq uh, he struggled with the injuries. I think he just sort of flip-flopped in his mind about the injuries as he was ranking these things and didn't sort of stick to the rule of whatever that rule was going to be for him. So I, I, I think Travis uh, Travis Kelsey's too high. Okay. And I think that maybe if like one is 18 and the other is 22, that's fine. Maybe maybe a four, five spot difference. But it's in the end of the world, it's not a, a huge deal. It just sort of stuck out to me.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. I mean, I, I really look at, you know, you have the top, T- three I guess Brady you can almost quibble with Tom Brady at four even though he won the Super Bowl I mean yeah no, that's, t-
3: that's two I, he look
1: Brady he's should awesome. be like eight or nine or something he's the best player ever
3: but it, 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 he feels like a an el- he's an elite game manager
1: uh, is anybody taking well uh, okay
2: he's oh, he needs to incorporate some sort of like age thing into his rankings where he, he puts you at four but then you lose one spot for every year over 40 you are so that knocks Brady down to seven.
1: I mean, Tom Brady hit, threw for four thousand six hundred passing yards last year and forty touchdowns. Yeah, but he sucked the first two
2: months of the season. He, he but if you're, starting, if you're starting, if you're starting a team from scratch, is Tom Brady the fourth player you're t- in the draft?
1: And see, that's the thing is Pete does this list where he's trying to walk the line of rewarding you for a good 2020, but also projecting into 2021.
3: Yeah, if you're starting They're from like, scratch and you need a quarterback for one year, is Tom Brady the fourth overall pick?
1: No, and Josh Allen's not the 10th overall pick. He's probably
3: That's the other thing. So Josh Allen's there is and let's see where was Lamar? Lamar so If you
1: where- doing it for one year, if you're just doing it for one year, I think you make the case that Rodgers and Brady can be 3 and 4. Um, I don't know. Lamar Lamar's
3: 29th overall, Ryan. Thank you. So Josh Allen 10, 19 spots later Lamar Jackson. I don't know. I mean, Josh Allen, the Arrows pointing up, as Mike Tomlin would say, Lamar Jackson, the Arrows probably Steady as she goes. I don't think he improved, quote unquote, last year. you think he improved from the year before?
1: I agree with what Jared Dubin said last week on the Triplets podcast that it's overblown Lamar Jackson's regression in 2021. Okay, well, that's why I said steady as she goes. I didn't say he regressed. Right. Yeah, you know, people are, I mean, like Pete said, his play trailed off some in 2020 after winning the MVP in 2019. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't going to throw for a touchdown pass on nine percent of his passing attempts again. 3,000, 1,000 historical season. It's just, I mean, yeah. You
3: know, yep, no, I agree. So Dak Prescott 50, that's curious, just because Dak Prescott couldn't walk until a few weeks ago?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um,
3: the I just feel like he is, wasn't oh, consistent with the injury thing. I feel like he had an idea, and then I understand why. I mean, this thing, as Pete pointed out, this list was incredibly difficult to put together,
1: but it, it was hard to sort of stick to it. I get it. It's just weird. If you're going to put Dak at 50, and you're ostensibly dinging him for being injured all season. Why is Christian McCaffrey 21?
3: Right. Yeah. So um, Nick Chubb at 63 and then Zeke at 57. So he's just slightly above Zeke. So Zeke,
1: Zeke was the first guy on my list. That's a terrible ranking. It's, I don't know. Yeah. Why where do he he think you think he should have been? Like uh, off the list? I Ooh.
3: mean, if Mickey Fitzpatrick wasn't on the list last year, Zeke shouldn't have been on it this year. Zeke ran for 979 yards and four yards per carry. He's coming off a disappointing 2020 that saw him rush for career lows in yards and average four point yards per four point yards per carry. Line was banged up in front of him, but this is a big prove it year. And I think the thing is that to your point, again, Prisco's struggling with past and present future. But yeah, there's no way Zeke should be ahead of Nick. This Chug. is
1: Michael Turner 2.0. Wow.
3: God, that's a slap in the
1: face, of Zeke Elliott. I, it's just he's He's giving a guy name value. Is Zeke Elliott's the 57th best player in the NFL right now? No. Absolutely well, what's, not.
3: What's more troubling, that or Andrew Whitworth at 64? Um, And I like Whitworth. He's almost 40. Is he the 64th best player?
2: I, uh, I mean, he's a good left tackle, and those are hard players to find. So uh, if you rank a left tackle up that high and he's been paramount to the Ram success, I do not think that's not one I'm going to gripe with.
3: Okay. I mean, if you look at it this way, if you just do every player in the draft, every player in the NFL is available, he's a late second round pick. That doesn't seem outrageous.
2: <laughs> but also he's super old. So maybe he. he's a late second round
3: pick. Andrew Whitworth. He went 64th overall. So I'm sort of just Andrew
2: Whitworth turns 40 in December. Woo. Woo. That is old. So
3: he could have been in, in uh club Mc- that's right. Maybe he's McLovin. Do you guys ever think of that?
1: Odell Beckham at 81.
3: I mean, what are we doing?
2: Living on a prayer.
1: He said he talked to some wide receiver coaches about that, who told him that Odell played better than he looked better than people thought when he, when he was out there early on, and I before, don't before he
3: blew out his knee. Okay.
1: Yeah. Again, it's the injury thing. We, I mean, He's Odell hadn't been very productive since the Giants traded him. And frankly, it looks like a pretty good trade by Dave Gettleman. We killed him for it.
3: I actually think Odell to 81, I, I wouldn't put him on the list because of the injuries. That said, I can understand why you would put Saquon on the list.
1: Mm, in, in I had Saquon as a questionable movement, Even at 80, 87's is okay. He's only played 15 games the last two years.
3: Well, what happened the year? Oh, he had a high ankle sprain, I think, the year before for a little bit.
2: Yeah. That's not a lot to work with. You don't know that he can stay on the field. So, uh, yeah, I see that, Brinson. Wait Look a second. Brinson just bashing the NFC East running backs here. Wait, <laughs> get Zeke off the list. Get Saquon off. The r- Brinson, you we're going to get some hate mail this summer. If you on this
1: list. Saquon and Zeke off the list,
2: it wouldn't be that big a deal. Joe why? Burrow should be top three on this list. <laughs> why is, why this is, is a crime
1: that he's 95. Why is Joe Burrow on this list? Same reason, uh, Zeke and Odell. And, I mean, not Zeke. Odell, Saquon, and CMC are on there. Those guys have a track record of performing in the NFL. At yeah, level. they're old. I have no problem. Well, do you with think? On the list. Do you Burrows think Kirk Cousins games. should be on this list? Kirk Cousins had a better season than Joe Burrow. Well, uh, hold on. Can you answer my oh! question? <laughs> okay,
2: Brinson. In that case, would you rather have Joe Burrow or Kirk Cousins next year? Well, that's Kirk not what
1: we're doing. We're talking about well, ranking the players. Uh, yeah, year. and that's about ranking. We're, we're talking said, about the future. I said Burrow should be on the list, but I mean Cousins should be ahead of him. Well, I'm not asking. I'm Please, saying, so would Burrow you rather have Burrow or Cousins? Or, let's see Joe Burrow run before we declare the Bengals. But this like, this is the type of stuff
2: that Persco has to debate in his head, though, because, you know, you're talking about uh, dealing with past, present and future and how much each of those things should weigh in. So, you know, as far as future goes, you're thinking, hey, Joe Burrow has a bigger upside than Kirk Cousins but when you're looking at the past. And the present, you're thinking, uh, Kirk Cousins definitely has the edge in both of those things. And it's kind of a how do you weigh that, you know, for, for putting these rankings together? So that's why I was bringing up Cousins versus Burrow, not because should, should he'll
1: be on here instead of Joe Burrow, or Kirk or Joe Burrow, should who? Ryan Tannehill. Yes,
2: I think Tannehill should be out. That was actually one I was going to bring up.
1: I will Aaron, say this. Uh, so, if you, as I told Pete, like when you, you know, when um, Bill Barnwell. Uh, always points out with all pro snubs or pro ball snubs. It's like you you can you can call somebody a snub, but if you're gonna call somebody a snub, you have to pick somebody to take off too. You know, like you need to be able to say, all right, this guy should be on here, but here's who should be off, because you can't just say, oh, this guy's a snub; he deserves to be on the team. Well, you have to find a place for him on the team. So, if you're putting Tannehill on, who are you taking off? Joe Burrow, done. Next question.
2: Legarius Sneed.
1: I think it's got to be a quarterback. I think it to be a quarterback. Sneed, I think Legarius need.
3: I love the pick of Legarius need. I thought that was that was a great pick. A number one hundred, great rookie season. Day three pick sort of came out of nowhere, um, and, and played really well. So and, I, and Pete
1: also said, "Look, this is this is Pete's way of saying Legarius need is a as a baller. He had a really good season. You're gonna. It's Pete's way of basically naming him a sleeper to be to have a breakout second year." Uh, this, I, thought, I thought Quentin Williams and Makai Becton should have been on there. Jets suck, though. I
3: mean, I, I understand they're young. They're Bengals, good players. Got,
2: the Bengals got multiple players on here. Two.
3: They got one that shouldn't have been on there, Joe Burrow, because he played 45 Jesse minutes. Bates. Jesse, Jesse Bates. Bates. Read the
2: list, Ryan. Jeez. I just,
1: I just said two. T. Higgins was
3: 25. Oh, T. is also on the list? <laughs> I'm just oh, wait. No, there are two guys on the list. I don't know why Breach, Breach is so angry he can't hear properly. Yeah. I like Jesse Bates, but Joe Burrow has no business. No business on that list. But again, yeah. that's this is like doing mock drafts where everyone yells and screams at you. and as you noted, Bill Barnwell points out, all right, you make the list in numb nuts. Let's go well, And, and
2: the problem is and again, Burrows a good example where if you get to week eight and all of a sudden the Bengals are five and two because Burrows having a phenomenal season, and people are throwing this list in Prisco's face like yeah. oh, how'd you how'd you have him at ninety fifth? And so again, yeah,
1: it's more like if if you leave Burrow off and he blows up and has a hu- Pete loves Burrow. He said he said the Bengals are going to win a Super Bowl with Burrow. So multiple. if you, if you leave Burrow, the, if you leave Burrow off the list and the and the Bengals have a decent season and Burrow's lighting it up and play sixteen games, then you look like an idiot. But yeah,
3: yeah, Derwin James is also on the list. I love Derwin James, but again, he hasn't played a lot of football.
1: I would, yeah. I mean, that's tough. I would if I if I'm making the list it, it, again. Is it the, he needs to pick one? Are you making a top 10, top 100 list for the coming season, or are you making a top 100? Is it a top 100 list of what just happened? Here's what. Here's one thing you could do
3: if you have to play at least I guess now nine or ten games to qualify for this year. So if you don't play nine or ten games, then you're off the list. You don't have to worry about it.
1: I, I don't mind that. You need a full. You need to play ten games or more. And if you don't play 10 games, you don't qualify for this list. So, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, you're gone.
2: George and you know, you know who replaces them? Justin Tucker. Because there are no kickers on this list. It's a travesty.
3: Justin Tucker's a, a fair point. I think Justin Tucker... So, if you're doing a draft of every single player, is Justin Tucker going in the first four rounds?
2: I feel like he is, right? I think so. I think mm-hmm. some team gets crazy enough and takes Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm especially if it's a coach who's been burnt by missed field goals. Chargers, they would cha- – Justin Tucker would be their first-round pick because what they're round- bad at drafting and because no, – What round
3: did the uh, Bengals kick go in fifth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that think- guy's not as good as Justin Tucker. Definitely I mean, round
2: earlier. I mean, we don't have to go that far. He's not that good yet, but he could be.
1: The um, – was Justin Herbert at uh, – what was Herbert? 20- 38, I think. 38?
2: 38. That's
1: too low.
3: He had one year. He blew he up. should be higher? Yeah. I think that's perfect. Derek how Carr, about
2: he plays one game in a full stadium before we say he should be higher? I mean, who knows just, how he's going to react once that happens?
1: Higher than Christian McCaffrey.
3: Says the guy who thinks Joe Burrow should be top
2: five. Joe right. Burrow should be top three. That's what I said.
3: Uh, Baker Mayfield, no. Derek Carr,
2: no. Baker Mayfield. Browns fans on Twitter are my favorite Presco haters right now.
1: Does it make you mad, Breach, that your Bengals had the number one overall pick and managed to somehow pick the wrong quarterback, even though you picked the obvious quarterback?
2: they Is this a trick question? They didn't. What if they uh, picked two? As of right now, I'd still have Burrow over Herbert. That might change next year if they both – if Burrow is now an injury-prone quarterback, uh, doesn't play a lot in 2021, or I see something that would change that. But as they of right go? now, I'm still it, happy with that.
1: What's interesting, though, is people say that, oh, look at what Burrow had around him versus what? Herbert had around him. it's basically the same. I and mean, that Chargers offensive line wasn't that good. You know, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. I mean, you know, T. Higgins.
2: Keenan Allen is one of the top receivers board. in the NFL. Hunter Henry is one of the top tight ends. The, that, that's way more talent. I don't that's think any one of the top tight ends in the NFL. I don't think anyone
3: would confuse the Bengals offense for the Chargers offense. <laughs> I think I'm just pre-
1: saying that Joe Burr had plenty of weapons around him. Maybe he just uh, can't uh, Herbert that,
2: had much better weapons around yeah, him. Yeah.
3: And in Breach's defense, Burrow was running for his life from day one. Okay. So was Herbert. So, would you rather have Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, or Baker Mayfield? Because mm-hmm. only one of those guys made the top 100. Can I fold my franchise instead?
2: Yes. You can become the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wilson's dunking all over me. I know. He's not paying attention. What were the
2: options? Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Derek Carr? Yeah. Fun fact, yeah
3: fun I'd probably fact take college. Derek Carr. See, Three there you
1: go. Fixed, the most pressured quarterback in the NFL last year, Justin Herbert.
3: I don't know where he got that. No, I
0: can't. Oh, I can't, I can't oh, for instance, making
2: up stats and playing dunk music. This is unbelievable. This <laughs> football analysis. The quarterback who completed the most passes uh, while being almost injured, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Almost. he was injured
3: all right great question what's the next question thank you debo who, who seems to get a question on every
1: mailbag these days yep uh th- all right, this is from packer Pete. packer pete yeah uh, the best the best football podcast on the planet i like the beer talk guys made it more natural like talking football and having a beer not talking about it much anymore And as the gambling books are nearly always on point you giving us their latest odds helps picking games don't change the formula it works keep it up pete from all pete from western australia question if you weren't covering nfl which sport would the super friends like to report on uh first to address the concerns about the beer uh most likely because not drinking quite as much craft beer and i i've been sort of migrating to domestic beer summertime you know drinking maybe more bourbon and and wine uh throughout the pandemic and and you guys aren't really big beer guys
3: no i'm not like
2: um you're not like Wine and tequila guy.
1: I'm yeah. not a
3: hipster beer guy. I'm like, right. uh, like I love, like, my new summer beer is Landshark. I, I could drink a million of those. I love Landshark. Keeping it simple. I mean, I don't like IPAs because they're too heavy. Double IPAs are, are just straight up stupid.
2: you like sours?
3: No. No. What kind of sense does that make? Why would my, buddy, I want-
1: my buddy Pat at Ridgewood recommended a triple IPA from this Fonte Flora brewery called Do You Smell What I'm Stepping In? And, uh i mean look it's 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 got it's too much i just can't i can't do it why triple why why,
2: why is not so I- double IPAs is your limit
1: no. No, no i just i'm sort of over it i'll drink an ipa on like a it, it, one ipa at night and then i'll at most I'm, I'm sort of over
3: that's it. the thing like if you're at a barbecue what are you drinking five IPAs? no no oh, oh my gosh
1: Good. oh, oh! Oh, whoa! Get it, get it. Whoa! Sorry, Debo you're Twenty-one off of your... minutes beep. in, you know, going to have to add a beat to that, that was, Yeah, that was, that was that was out of character. That's how angry IPAs make me. <laughs> oh. I will say, I saw uh, Ross Tucker, friend of the pod. He does the "Show Me Your Beer" thing on Twitter, and um, he had a sip of Sunshine IPA. He was holding up. I would kill. Now
3: that's fun. that's different because that was that, and um, what's the the one that comes in silver can? That was hard to get five years ago to Vermont. Oh, uh,
1: Focal Banger or let's see, I don't
3: have Vermont. They came, they're like Sip of Sunshine. There's
1: It's the, the, from the Alchemist. Um, yeah,
3: those guys. So those are special occasion beers oh, that are no longer special because everyone has them. But yeah, four or five years ago when those are hard to get, like I live in New York, one state over from Vermont, and my buddy would actually have to drive to a convenience store in Vermont and you could only buy eight beers at a time because they were limited. That makes a so Hetty nice. Topper. Hetty Topper, thank you, yes. Any top topper sip of sunshine those are i can enjoy slowly if i'm not you know trying to trying to party i, I think the
1: problem for me is it's everybody's there's it's the market's just flooded now that's the thing it's, it's crazy you used to have to sprint to a store if uh, kbs showed up uh it's certainly you know like goose Island. now it's you can walk into i can walk into total wine and there're stacks of kbs like espresso blend, which is just impossible to find five years Wegmans ago. Wegmans sells Sip of Sunshine now, which is
3: great if you want Sip of Sunshine, but it's not, it
1: doesn't feel as I went to special. Wegmans for the first time the other day and was, uh, Do you know, you that,
2: guys sound like total hipsters right now. Well, I knew this before it got big and now yeah. that it's big, I don't really like it. Yep.
1: That's me. Exactly. Well, it's just, there's just too many IPAs and I, you, you don't know what you, I just want, give me something simple and good. And I, I'll just, or I'll just drink Miller Light and drink some red wine. Land Shark. Land shark. Tequila. Tequila. All right. So, to the question: If you weren't covering NFL, what sport would you want to cover? I think mine's pretty obvious. <laughs> Golf. Breach, what about I mean, you? I'm not going to talk anymore about it because nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's why. That's why I asked Breach this question because I don't know what. Bre- what? Like, hold on, let me answer. What do you think Breach's second favorite sport
1: is? Uh, something weird, like shark chasing, shark shark races. I would bet it's something like bat, like professional badminton. I bet he's or like- or, or like or 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 chipmunk racing. <laughs>
2: I, I do yeah. love chipmunk racing. <laughs> the chipmunk with, racing World Cup is actually in three months. He's a professional. I've been, chipmunk I've been training racing. chipmunks.
1: I mean, Breach has been to the
3: women's World Cup, and that's because his sister was an all-American soccer player in college. So I think that's a
2: connection there. Prior to that, well, I don't know if kickers,
1: he kickers usually like soccer,
2: but he he never talks it unless he does it. I was in France in 2018 for the men's World Le, Cup, Le, and we're, France we're, won we're, and we're, I celebrated with all the French people. It was a fantastic time.
1: France winning the World Cup, you traitor. Uh,
2: Uh, You know what? France is an ally. Win in Rome, or in this case, (laughs) France. (laughs) Win in Rome. I I will say that I I think that when I started at CBS, I covered Cal's college basketball team. So I got a taste of watching college basketball all the time and covering it, and I thought that was pretty exciting. So Hmm. I think if I was not covering the NFL – my second choice would be college basketball. I like that There's multiple games per week. You know, the NCAA tournament is absolutely nuts. Uh, so I think that would be a fun sport to cover. Interesting. What, and like, for instance, that I keep it short and sweet. What would be the least
3: interesting sport? Like, what if you had like, okay, you can do the national cornhole tour. And I've actually watched some of that. Cause
1: everyone likes cornhole. You guys in the like cornhole. I, I gotta tell you, if you like, I love golf, but if you had to cover golf every weekend for the entire summer, well, college basketball.
3: To, well, college basketball is actually at least the season is shorter. Yeah,
1: college basketball. I mean, I'm not going to say that Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish don't work hard. Nobody would ever say that. Or that yeah, you know, just said it. I'm I'm just saying that the window for college basketball being intensely relevant is quite short. All right,
3: let me ask you this. So here are the three I'm options. they okay retired. How
1: about that? Yeah, here are the three
3: options left on the table at CBS after we all get fired from this show for doing terrible Mount web podcasts. You can cover the National Cornhole Tour. You can cover professional bowling or professional pool. What, well, Which one would you like to have? Hmm. Cornhole. I think, like, I love pool. I don't play I a like lot.
1: Though, so I don't really care.
3: <laughs> I don't like bowling that much, but I think there's probably, there's more room for excitement, like in fist pumps and, and smack talk and like bowling and probably maybe cornhole. I've watched a little cornhole on television. There's not a lot of smack talk between the teams.
1: But I think bowling, you could get characters. Which one, which one would you least want to exp- tell a stranger that you did for a living? Uh cornhole. Cornhole is embarrassing, but bowling
2: is kind of demeaning. It's one of the two, probably. What do you do for a living? I cover bowling.
1: <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not even a good- bowling writer at CBS Sports. That's actually sort of funny.
3: <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I like cornhole. I don't I don't like bowling because I'm not good at it. And I like pool, just um, you know, because you can you can have a few pops when you do that too. All right, yeah. So I would I, I think soccer.
1: But your I don't soccer I, is definitely your answer.
3: But here's here's why I hesitate. I like soccer because I don't know the minutia of every single team. Like I'm not reading like the I don't know who's being a, a jerk in the locker room. I don't know which coach is a butthole in real life. I just sort
2: of watch the games and enjoy uh, that. I way. like the minutia of golf. You know what's crazy? You know what sport none of us mentioned? Baseball. Oh, no. I'd rather baseball, I'd rather do bowling
1: than baseball. Baseball you are working all summer not just on the weekends but every day. And the other thing is this.
3: You got to watch 15 games a night. Like bowling, the tournament's on Saturday, whenever they have the tournament,
1: and then you can go on with your day. Baseball and the NBA. I mean, these games, these games start at 10 p.m. Ooh. Eastern
3: time. Yeah, you just move to Hawaii to be able to stay and watch. The yeah.
1: Like, can you imagine being on the East Coast and being a baseball writer and the giant, you know, the di- playoff game start at 10 o'clock? I hockey cannot. might be like I don't know anything
3: about hockey that might be fun but again there are 82 games I think or 81 games so there's a lot of a lot of games you have to watch. I don't
1: really want to learn about hockey and I think there's a Keynes playoff here and not
3: only that the
2: season goes until June which is I would long. cover the usFL if I wasn't covering the NFL that's my new pick
1: that's a two-week gig breach <laughs> uh, exactly I' been paid for a year. The, I mean the NFL is year round we're always talking about the NFL daily NFL podcast but the NFL schedule in and of itself is not horrible the actual yeah
3: it, it, it sort of was getting annoying when we were doing monday thursday the monday third is it monday thursday
1: saturday sunday at one point or, or the yeah, that, that's and that's all that's all sort of come about since we started doing this job
3: oh yeah when we first started sunday and monday yeah i don't think they were thursday nights and they did thursday nights for the first eight weeks and they, they yep. cut it out after that and then you know here we are
1: yeah. But yeah. And, and look, you know, we started I started getting to do video stuff because of the Thursday night show, Thursday night game. So I mean, like, I can't be too mad about it, but um, yeah, I'd be fine if we had. Here's all the, the
3: thing. If we live, like I said, if we lived in Hawaii and we weren't staying up, Breach doesn't stay up late, but if we weren't staying lived up in cold, Hawaii with Sean's parents, or even in Los family. Angeles, that would be, it feels like it would be a little less taxing, not even because we're staying up late, but because I have to get up at six in the morning to to do the school stuff with my kids. Right.
1: If I if I was able to get up I was able to stay up until, because you don't, you know, you don't go to school three hours earlier on the West Coast. You just yeah. go to school at you know, 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever the time your school is on, on the West Coast time. So you'd go to, you'd be done, what time is, what time is football done, on you you get it,
2: done? Well, because I live o'clock. on the West Coast while working here. O'clock. No, it's not 9 o'clock. It no, is. It's in,
1: after a, that in Hawaii. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Usually I'd say West Coast you're done by like 11 at
1: That's night. a huge difference between 2 a.m.
3: That's yeah. why you moved to Hawaii nine o'clock you're done you, you can you can still grill a hamburger with pineapple yeah
2: up. but if you're in hawaii this podcast that we're recording at noon or yeah. 1 p.m eastern time starts <laughs> right. at like 8 a.m i used that's- to
3: uh i think you did two person. the esp in hawaii oh
1: yeah aloha will
3: and i would do it like at 2 p.m
1: bobby curran show no.
3: bobby curran i would do it at 2 p.m it'd be like 8 a.m there i'm like geez, that that's tough
1: yeah it is tough uh no good dude bobby curran Okay, next question. 5 stars. Great podcast to keep up with the NFL from Australia. A lot of Australia questions. Question for Wilson. Ooh. When do you do a mock draft, how do you balance between what teams should do and what you what you think they will do? Which player you rated high who got drafted late that you turned Which player did you rate high who got drafted late that you turned out to be correct on? Basically name, you know, pat yourself on the back for a a highly rated player that you like to slipped that ended up being, uh, good. Yeah,
3: that's uh, that's a great question, Rex. Thank you. And I actually went back and Just looked. Rex
1: Flymo, sorry, from Australia.
3: So I've been, yeah, I've been doing a lot of Australians. Um, I know. Love it. How bad must the podcast be in Australia that they have to reach out to this podcast? Uh, so I actually look back because I've only been. This is my third draft, and I don't have any home runs from late round picks. I was looking back at my seventh round, seven round mock draft from twenty the twenty nineteen season. Um, so I'll answer the second question first, but some names that I like this year's late round picks, that I think I have a chance to be really good.
1: No, he's supposed to know. I, I'm saying I don't have
3: any because okay. I only did, you know, this is my third draft. And I look back at the seventh round mock draft in 2019 that I just said, I have to repeat myself to you talking to my nine-year-old. Uh, and there's sort of nothing that, that sort of stood out. Um, I think the takeaways there is that the NFL teams did a good job that year, by the way, if you guys watch the Panthers behind the scenes, I have a couple of voiceovers on that on YouTube.
2: They're what customers. on Panthers Confidential? Oh, really? That's Panther. my favorite YouTube show besides this one. <laughs> That's
3: cool. Yeah, JJ texted me and said, "Hey, man, you're on the Panthers thing." I said, "Oh yeah, let me listen to it."
2: That's the one where the Panthers purposely put that video out to like undermine the Vikings because, like, hey, look, guys, the Vikings are trying to trade for Justin Fields and then make Kirk Cousins hate them even. more. The Panthers. This is a diabolical plan. I mean, turn the Vikings and Kirk Cousins against each other. I will All of say a sudden, this. the Vikings are out of it. You're only dealing with 15 other, t- 14 other teams now. Uh,
3: and, and Matt MC. Rule is really good as a mock drafter because they actually went through the process of, of trying to predict the first seven picks because the Panthers had the eighth pick. And um, at number three, he thought they were taking Mac Jones. And I was thinking about that later. I wonder if they said, OK, listen, we're going to film this part as you sort of do your fake mock draft on the whiteboard there. So when you get to three, don't say, oh, my God, I can't believe the 49ers are so stupid they're going to take Mac Jones. So he had to say it very diplomatically. Uh, either way, made me feel good. So a couple of names that I like of guys who got drafted in the 2021 draft who I think have a chance to be really good. Uh, I'll start with Stone Forsythe. The The Seahawks had three, only three picks in this draft. They got him in the sixth round. I, I thought he had a chance to be uh, a, a day two guy. He plays offensive tackle. They need help there. Cornell Powell, who went to the Chiefs in the fifth round, I think he has a chance to be sort of a, a Sammy Watkins-type replacement. Uh, the Broncos got safety. Jamar Johnson in the fifth round as well. I thought he was a second- or third-round pick. And uh, I'll mention two other guys. So Ravens got Tylen Wallace, a wide receiver in the fourth round. Love Tylen
0: Wallace.
3: Yeah, he, he felt like a second-round pick to me. So they got him and Rashad Bateman. So they have two wide receivers that are similar skill sets. Rashad Bateman's a little more physical. But Tylen Wallace, you know, he has an opportunity to have some success there because the wide receivers aren't great. And finally, uh, the Patriots drafted Ronnie Perkins, the edge rusher out of Oklahoma. Late in the third round, like he had a like an early second round. Um, felt like he could have gone early second round. So, those are some names to watch. We'll, we'll revisit those, excuse me, in a couple of years, Rex, and see if I'm right. In terms of how I do these mock drafts, well, as you know, I do a mock draft every single week starting in September. So, I have 34, 35 by the time I get to the actual draft. It's gotten so crazy that's sort of how I rate where we are in the draft process by what number, what version draft I'm on. So, oh, draft 20, we're, we're down the home stretch or past the halfway point. But in terms of, um, balance between what teams should do and what you think they will do. Once we get closer to the actual draft, it's, it's what I think they'll do because you know, you do 34 mock drafts at some point, you're going to do something crazy. You probably saw it on TikTok or Instagram or wherever people were yelling, and screaming at me fire Rand Wilson was a hashtag for a while there
2: for a but while. It, it's still a hashtag. Yeah, it probably is, but I like keep the it last, alive.
3: the last three or four mock drafts the last month or so. And I do a couple multi-round mock drafts and a seven round mock draft. It's, it's what, you know, you feel like the teams are going to do. I mean, you do a seven round mock draft. After round two, you're pretty much just spitballing anyway.
1: Well, but, um, it's also I, I would I would I would assume, like you know, you do all these mock drafts during the season. You're not you have you know you haven't seen you don't really start doing it what the, what you think the team will do until after free agency.
3: Right. So the during the season, the thing is the, the mock draft rankings change because the schedule as the teams win and lose football games. Because don't forget for the longest time the Jets were going to have Trevor Lawrence and they won a football game. Um. So that's one. Yeah, this doesn't start happening until probably March when we have free agency done. And then you can sort of get an idea of, of what the roster is going to look like and then sort of zero it in. on. The
1: after, I mean, I, I've, I've never done them, but I would assume you're sort of trying to. It's really more about utilizing college performances to maneuver guys on the board. What'd you say? Which what kind of mark last year? Because you had all these opt outs with Jamar Chase, Pines, et cetera.
3: Yeah, but what was the first part? You said you'd never done one. What kind of? I've never done
1: mock drafts during the NFL season.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. So I mean, and the other thing is this: so two years ago, Ryan Finley was putting up crazy numbers. Calvin Harmon was putting up crazy numbers both at NC State. So at various points in October or November, whenever I had them as first round picks, just because again, you can't put up the same mock draft thirty four straight times. I mean, you can, but people people probably start noticing. Sure. So it's, you know, no one knew who Zach Wilson was in September that clearly he he turned into something that no one expected. Same for Joe Burrow the year before. So that sort of process is, is you know, the, the college football season process. You're just sort of feeling out the players, getting a sense of what NFL teams are eyeballing and all that. And then down the home stretch is when you try to narrow it down to what the teams are going to do. But again, after round two or whatever, you're just throwing darts because filling needs checking boxes as they say,
1: right? Uh, just to cover the Australian aspect of it before we go to break, uh, I should point out we are the 35th most popular football podcast in Australia. Does that include soccer football? It does, breach. Great question. For what instance, the Blue Baggas podcast is ahead of us, so is the ESPN Australia ESPN footy podcast, mm. uh, True Bloods, which I'm assuming is a probably about uh, spiders. Maybe, maybe. Um, Kick it to Scoops AFL news, trade ru- rumors with an OU and results. So that's a Australian Football League, Aussie Football League. Uh, yeah, there's the Blues Footy podcast, the Global Game, the debrief. There's a bunch of different um, uh, fo- uh, football podcasts. So really, we're probably like a top ten NFL podcast in Australia. Wow, we are behind. And I don't know, I guess this is not necessarily football. We're behind the Chicks and Balls podcast. Chicks and Balls, the podcast. Not surprising. You call your podcast that,
2: that, people are going to download it.
1: It's a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. It's the biggest headlines in sports media, and conversations with some of Australia's best athletes and sports insiders. Cool. So it covers all sports. I got you. covers all sports, right. And and the Aaron Hernandez uh, gladiator thing for the Boston Globe is is ahead of us. Well, Well, I mean, that's... Obviously, that's a limited run,
3: so maybe we'll, we'll we'll catch up with that.
1: Uh, we're right behind the PFF NFL podcast, which apparently had a big jump in Australia, according to Chartable.com. I will also point out that we are firmly ahead of the Chris Collinsworth podcast featuring Richard Sherman. Suck it. Ow! I don't know how that podcast jumped me. We're I'm thinking ahead. that we
2: talk to someone, and if we crack the top five, we get sent to Australia and do a live podcast there, right? I mean, that's that's how this has to go. Uh,
1: we are ahead of the Athletic Football Show. We are ahead of NFL Good Morning Football. We are ahead of Chris Sims Unbutton. Ahead of Locked On NFL. Ahead of all against all odds with Cousin Sal. Ahead of the Mina Kimes Show featuring Lenny Suck it Mina. Ahead uh, of minus three podcast and ahead of the Green Light with Chris Long podcast. Suck it, Chris. All right. I, don't, I, don't care. I love. I can't that.
2: believe how huge we are there. Maybe I'm it's because. I have a pet kangaroo. I don't yeah. have one. but I'm thinking about
1: getting one. Um, is it legal? Oh, of the NFL move the sticks with DJ and Bucky. Suck it. Head of the Adam Schefter podcast. Listen to this. We're just slaughtering some big
2: Here's names. Here's what's going to happen. If someone is going to cut up Brinton's whole thing out of context, and it's just going to say, suck, suck it, it DJ suck it Collinsworth and all these people were like what the hell is this guy talking about and then he's going to have to go on this big explanation tour of oh we we're just talking about the, the most popular football podcast in Australia which doesn't sound believable so especially <laughs> when, just... they,
3: when they ask you and I if we're if he's telling the truth and we both say we have no idea what Brent is talking about we, we, we checked out 15 and, seconds into the conversation and, Debo,
1: and then the Debo cuts the like Debo waits until that gets on the internet and then deletes the episode from the, uh, <laughs> so it's just a, just a real Random, um, oh, here's one. The Fighting Cock. What's that about? Ryan, uh, you
2: don't want to know. If you have to ask, you don't know.
1: Tottenham, I wonder, Tottenham Hotspur Podcast. Tottenham.
3: Maybe this also includes Australian Rules Football Podcast.
1: Of course he does. The AFL or whatever. Or whatever. Around the NFL is number two. I, I read, I said there was a, pardon my takes. has not really a football podcast. Sports Podcast. The Blues Footy Podcast kick it to scoops all
2: right well i can't wait for the pick six australian tour i'll, I'll yeah, map it, it. out we'll
1: tell get that your plan. friends Aussie people tell your friends by the way big cam smith fan here for golfers mark leishman Jason okay. day with Drew, unfortunately from the memorial on thursday uh if you
4: i'm an Aaron and fan but go ahead
1: if you're in australia tell your friends tell a friend about this podcast let's get it let's get let's get top five in australia so breach has to move there
4: brinson some of those names if you had a chance to rename this podcast what would you rename it
1: The daily NFL podcast.
4: Jicks and balls. (laughs) I will say we're we're making this announcement now. Brinson picked our intro music. Everybody hates it. We're replacing it. If you have options, send it our way. If you want to make us a song, that would be incredible. But any suggestions we are open to because we are replacing Brinson's intro music.
1: Okay, that's fine.
3: Everything
2: Brinson touches turns to
3: doo-doo. Yep. Why why are we letting him do all this stuff?
2: No offense, Prince. Some people right. like doo-doo, Ryan. And also, doo-doo turns into a fertilizer, which in turn helps the earth. So, right. so what are you
1: saying? Everything I turn, everything I touch turns to fertilizer?
2: I mean, I was just trying to defend you for a second. I don't know why.
1: Look, it- We can always use the house cast.
2: It's a house cast! I can't. I don't know if I have that anymore. Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm searching
3: frantically for house cast and everything, of course, on AOL has been sent to archives.org.
1: I'd like to have an intro- just a like a clean classic rock alt country intro. That's all I want. So. I don't. I don't want that though. I think. Can D-book. we get something by the Backstreet
2: Boys? or Does that cost too much? I say. I vote for Takashi Six
4: Nine. I was gonna. We're gonna go to Ryan's son's Ooh. Spotify account and and pick something. <laughs> <up for>
1: that. <laughs> That's a great call. What we need is what we need is a forty five second intro with some bad. No, music. listen.
3: It has to be five seconds. I can't when I listen to podcasts and it's forty five second intro. I just turn it off. Right.
1: I wanted a, um, I wanted something where it's it's like quotes from the podcast. Like we get we crop the TikTok guys and there it's like this idiot Ryan Wilson.
3: Oh, yeah, that's that's okay. But the issue with that is you have to change it up because again, I don't listen to podcasts and listen to 45 seconds of it.
2: Why don't we continue sucking up to the people of Australia and just make the intro the Australian national anthem? When did we decide we were changing the
4: music, dude? Oh, that's been decided in meetings that you've been invited to but have not
1: attended <laughs> oh. oh! i saw that you canceled the one for today the day that we're recording <laughs> yeah. yes um we... ski mask,
3: the slump lord it just happened right now <laughs> the slump god <guide>. slump God. <laughs> i read it wrong <laughs> uh, that's that's where we should start debo that's what i'm looking at here all right noted all right let's
1: uh let's take a break Steve and Wilson can huddle up. We'll listen to our partners. What am I talking about? Wilson will try and act cool with his music knowledge, and we'll
0: come back and answer some more mailbag questions. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology
1: It's from SJ14 via Apple Podcast. Hi, I'm Silas. I'm a multi-sport fan, and as such, there are certain rules, concepts, and other sports that I really enjoy I was wondering how you all think they would translate to football. Some examples being, in soccer, a player can be loaned to another team for a half season, full season, or two seasons. Typically, this is a young player not getting enough playing time or star that needs to change of scenery to right the ship. In baseball, the bullpen, for instance, if the starting quarterback is playing poorly, you can bring in a relief quarterback and a close Coast games bringing extremely clutch closing QB and in basketball this one's for breach the three point line this would be for field goals and based on the line of scrimmage hope this gets read and thanks for all the entertainment that's a very interesting question Silas so I guess the, it's it's what rules from other sports what do we think about some of the ones he an example he gave and um and what rules from other sports would be logical I feel like we've answered something similar to this
2: the uh-huh. answer is for soccer we said what kind of soccer rules would work well in football.
1: No, this
3: is a really good question. I like I like all three of his the idea his of players. loaning players is really interesting. Here's the thing: uh, I, I like that idea because we keep trying to do these developmental leagues that keep not working because the infrastructure isn't there. It's a lot of money to start up these businesses, understandably. So, why not loan players out? The only issue is with with soccer players injury or or um, that you right you 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 can play ten years in soccer. Um, you know, from the age, from age 19 to 20 to 30, 31, whatever. Football typically is, what, four, four and a half years. So if you're loaning the player out, it would have to be on a shorter stint. Maybe even loan him for a half a season or something, but just so he gets a chance to play. Well,
1: all right, so, for instance, the Bengals draft T. Higgins. They draft think- Joe Burrow. Just hold on let me hear me out. All right. Joe Burrow gets hurt. T Higgins is now catching passes from Brandon Allen and Brandon Allen from Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley and who's the other guy that they tried? I think and... it was Brandon Allen for a
3: couple minutes. Or was
1: yeah, Brandon, Brandon Allen's Allen or was that? No, I think it was Brandon Allen. I think you're right. Okay, so right, and Ryan Finley, Allen, Ryan Finley. That's not ideal for T Higgins' development. It's not like he needs to learn freaking Zach Taylor's system. So you you loan T Higgins to the Steelers for half a year. And you get a third round pick in return. No, no, no. That's not how it works. No,
2: yeah. I like that. I was actually going to say that. Brenton didn't say. It. I like the idea of a team. You know, Joe Burrow gets earned it in week nine. So you only get T. Higgins for half the season. You don't even get to keep them. But if you want them that bad, you're willing to give up a draft pick. I think that makes it a lot Packers, more interesting.
1: For, you loaded in the Packers for 200 grand. So because the Packers, as you guys recall, should have traded for a, a wide receiver. But you don't – because there's no way you would trade T. Higgins for cash or for a draft My pick. only issue is competitive balance, and I think the this has to
3: take place in August. And then you do, do the terms of the deals in August because everyone knows what this, the rosters are. You can't do it in, in late December or late November when things are going sideways
2: for you. No, I like and when things are going sideways. That makes it way more interesting.
1: You have the but, trade deadline, and then one month later, you have the, the loan deadline.
2: December 1st is the loan deadline.
1: No, December 1st
2: can't I don't I don't hate the I idea just made loan. it Ryan. It is it's the loan deadline. Yeah. You can't well, argue don't, it.
1: because what happened,
3: I don't I like the idea of a loan deadline but it has to be earlier. I think the trade deadline is usually Halloween time. The only reason I don't like it that late is because it allows teams that have mismanaged their teams to that point whether through wasted draft picks or terrible signings to sort of make up for it. So I, I don't want them to be able to get off the hook. I think they should but be. But what
2: about not wasted? Like Joe Burrow getting injured. That's a freak accident. In no, I mean Burrow, could be any team losing. You know, Christian McCaffrey getting injured.
3: That's the Bengals not protecting Joe Burrow because they drafted a bunch of
2: wide receivers. That's true. But that doesn't affect the fact that <sighs> the loan
1: deadline <gasps> should be you. December 1st. That's too late. No, it's perfect. You're not going to see a bunch of these loans anyway. The, the Bengals aren't going to want to let T. Higgins. But you, you guys out.
3: are thinking about it differently. Like you're thinking about, oh, T. Higgins can't develop with no quarterback. So let's—he was—he had a good season. I'm thinking more along the lines of—we uh, were just talking about Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace. Let's say Tylen Wallace is the fifth wide receiver instead of putting him on the practice squad or whatever, loan him out for uh, eight games. You get him back in early November, and then you can decide. So at least he's playing. You send him to the Lions, for example. Um, where where he's got to catch passes from Jerry Goff and really up that development, uh, yeah. So it's tricky because also like football is so dependent, whereas soccer is sort of you know you play your position and you do your thing. Basketball sort of the same way. If you lo- like basketball, maybe is a better situation where it works out. But I think the way you guys are tweaking this role makes more sense. The only thing I hate is breaches, dumb December first
2: loan deadline. Fine, December second.
1: I think I, <laughs> I think the problem is so if you loan out Tylen Wallace to the let's say, let's do a, the Ravens loan to the Packers, right? So it's...
3: There, that makes more sense. There you go. An NFC
1: team. The the thing with soccer is you're, you don't have to learn a specific offense and you need to develop a rapport with the other players. And There is a specific... Approach, That's the other thing, yep. But there's it's not like football. There's not a playbook. You know, when Tylen Wallace is taking reps in practice and working on the practice squad or whatever it is, you know, he's, he's learning the Ravens playbook. And so you would have to be learning the packers playbook you have to get up to speed on the packers playbook while also trying to learn the ravens playbook because eventually you're going back there so that would be kind of difficult from that perspective
3: now you can sell a player too and soccer like if you loan them out and you want to to make it just keep let them stay there you can sell them but that
1: you know that, that gets a whole nother ball of wax yeah and there's no salary cap in soccer you're you're trying to fill the coffers so to speak baseball this would probably work better in or basketball I think basketball makes a lot of sense
3: because a lot of similarities to basketball. Because again, your your team has an offense in basketball, but it's not like a five hundred page playbook.
1: Right. You're not. You don't. You don't need to learn specific plays. You You're learning the offense. But baseball, baseball too. But the thing is with baseball, the minor league system
3: works. So there's, you know, that that's good in a sense. And you can bring guys up and down, which is a little. There's not a lot of. That's true too. It's not as difficult to get guys up and down. Um, so there's no minor Uh, league or.
1: As far, as far as the bullpen question goes, I mean, that's sort of a thing.
3: Yeah, his name is Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: <laughs> Last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, the Dolphins developed it. The difference is though, that we all get upset when Tua got benched and
3: Ryan, Ryan didn't stay in. So I think it's just a a, a sports cultural thing where we're like, oh, well, you have to leave the guy in for his mental health, whereas in baseball – but your arm gets tired in baseball, so that's the reason also. And there's specialists – and here's the,
2: well, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't but, but the reason it was controversial with the Dolphins is because people were saying, why didn't Fitzpatrick just play the whole game? Why are you letting Tua crash the ship? And then, you yeah, know, but why well, don't
3: you let actually, you know, we were, we actually were actually making those same arguments, but you could argue that Ryan Fitzpatrick is basically to date myself, Dennis Eckersley, who was a starter for a while, but found much more success older as he grew into his career.
2: But if two is playing well, you're not gonna or any quarterback, you're not gonna pull them from the game while they're playing well. So you're only gonna do it if they're bad, and then you have to have a capable backup quarterback, which most teams don't want to have a backup quarterback who's gonna play in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. Otherwise, they'd be the starting quarterback.
4: Yeah, I think the
3: other difference is that in baseball, you come out in the eighth inning because you're on a pitch count or your arms tired or whatever. Yeah. Even if you sometimes when you're pitching well, they they take you out after seven and a half innings or whatever because that's just what the the, the doctors say or whatever. Also the salary cap is such, well, I guess closers probably make a lot in major league baseball. I don't follow baseball. If you're a
1: good, if you're a good closer, you
3: can get signed to a big contract. So, you know, the starter makes more and then the, the,
2: I feel like this could work if a like a, a coach who's not going to get fired just decided, you know, what? I'm going to try this out. Like if Sean Payton said tomorrow, all right, I'm going to let Jameis Winston play the first half of games this year and let Taysom Hill play the second half. And we're just going to see what happens. I don't even care. And then if that worked, that might start, you know, like we saw the Wildcat in 2008. If somebody comes up with something that works, people are going to copy it. But what if, it takes something oh, crazy for something like that to happen.
1: All right, so I think an example, a good example, breach. I'm going to piggyback over what you just said. So let's say that Sean Payton, uh, after this season, Teddy Bridgewater's man with Denver he goes out and re-signs Teddy Bridgewater. He also brings back Jameis Winston. So he's got Jameis Winston and Teddy Bridgewater. Jameis plays the first three quarters of the game and or until you get a double-digit lead. And then because you're petrified that Jameis is going to cough it up with a pick six or a huge costly mistake, you yank Jameis out of there and you bring Teddy in as the closer. And so what Teddy does is he comes in and he plays efficient football. He doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make mistakes. You run the ball a ton. And you're basically saying, hey, Jameis, we don't trust you. To close this game out, which is why it's kind of ironic that Ryan Fitzpatrick was the closure, because he is uh, you know, one of the like an
2: interception awful, machine.
1: Yeah. An but he could be Dennis Eckersley that you just give him limited snaps and he's much more efficient. The the problem is no team is gonna have the level of quarterbacks. You gotta develop them. What about I mean, this? You would need you would need Tom Brady in three years, you know, you know what I mean, like, no, like you need like somebody who's ice cold, like a clutch quarterback. Do so you bring Tom Brady in for like the final little stretch and see if he can close the game out? But
3: then, what, yeah. what about this thought experiment as we're going down this road? So yeah, now we're just going with two quarterbacks. So um, your opponent, no, that's not going to work. Never mind. I was just trying to do the thought experiment. It didn't work. It's, in my head. it's
1: hard to. It's hard to come up with it because you need a specialized quarterback who excels in closing out games not a lot of experience in that because that's not how quarterbacks are bred
3: they're bred to play right. the whole if, game if you're switch. a great clutch quarterback you're playing the whole game and by the way dennis actually loved being a closer i would imagine i don't think ryan fitzpatrick loved or maybe
2: game. it works in a situation if the buccaneers or if tom brady's like man i'm not sure i can last four quarters anymore because i'm getting i'm 47 years old it's 2026 I need some help. So the Buccaneers bring in a quarterback to play the first half and let Brady close it out in the second half. <laughs>
3: That's, they're down 40 points because they got Ryan, uh, Kyle Trask
2: out there. And then Brady wins 41-40. to 40. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's, and, and Kyle it, it, Trask gets the win. You know, you start Teddy Bridgewater, you get down, you're like, all right, we're pulling him and putting in Jameis. Yeah, but, I mean, why do you keep saying Teddy? I
3: think Teddy's. Teddy and Jameis, forward. though, because it's Teddy and Drew Locke, right? Taysom Hill.
2: Oh, uh, well, I don't know. and uh, Taysom Hill, right? Yeah, Why I think Jamison Taysom Payton. Hill. What you think? You're saying the the Saints would add Sean Payton would add Teddy Bridgewater what I'm that Sean Payton
1: would actively go out and create this closer type of situation because I'm not sure. Maybe Taysom Hill is that guy too because he runs the ball. But I, yeah, I think Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston
2: complement each other and throw something completely different at the defenses. And so I think something like that would work because.
1: Actually, you know what the answer was. Last year, Saints, you let Jameis start and play all the games, and then you bring in Drew Brees as the closer because he's clutch. He's going to make all these throws. He's, he's a old. old to be playing the uh, full game.
3: Think about it, though. Do you want noodle arm Drew Brees out there with the game on the line and he's uh, not warmed up? He's
1: banging slants into Michael Thomas.
3: But if you're down eight points, nine points, he can't be throwing slants for 15 play drives.
1: That's the point. You only bring in Brees when you got the lead to close the game out. Oh. But again no no Hall of Fame quarterback's going to tra- like the other thing is that you can't do in baseball is that you can just hand the ball off too. Like if you're up 5 minutes to go, you don't need to bring in call run plays and don't right. Yeah. If you have in baseball you're trying to strike out the opposing team. In football you're you know, you're not going up against the opposing offense. You're closing you you're you're, you're 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 in baseball you're closing on defense. What about the uh
3: like how far the the how far back do you have to be to get more than three points on a field goal breach?
2: Yeah. That was only talked about with soccer. I think 50 to 59 should be four points. And anything over 60 should be five points. 50 to 59. Oh, like that's- maybe. Okay. All right. 55 to go. 59 yeah. is, right. is four points and anything over 60 is five points.
1: I like that. I do yeah. fantasy football scoring where any field goal from 40 to 49 is four points. Five points is a lot of points. I mean, that's one less nine is five.
3: I'm just saying breaches thing like 60 plus is five. That seems right. But that's that's one less than a touchdown.
1: I mean, how many 60 plus kicks do we get per year? Breach notes. Not many.
2: More than Maybe five. Three, right. What? I More think there five? was only I think there was only one this right. entire season that okay. was that was made, not just attempted.
1: Well, remember, somebody asked us the question, if you could have a kicker that was guaranteed to make every field goal, no matter where he is in the field. When he could be the first overall pick, and if you're doing yes, because if you can roll, you, you catch the ball on the kickoff, you you don't even run a play, you just kick the three points, like you take three points automatically. If you score three points on every single drive, you're way more efficient than the best quarterbacks. Well, in you're
3: scoring more than that in this new system five and six points because you just on fourth down from your own 12 yard line, you're kicking a five point field oh, goal first down.
2: <laughs> hey, bring it, oh my in. God. Bring if, in. yeah. If and you're in the, the Lions, you draft this kicker and say Jared Goff take a you seat. You were the Super Bowl. In the 2020 season, kickers went one of ten from 60 yards or longer. So I, I mean it's not a high percentage field goal. The only kicker who made it was Jason Myers, Seahawks kicker. He made it against the Rams. They lost that game 23 to 16. So if his field goal had counted for five points, they would have lost <clears throat> 23 to 18. But again, the he's, whole he's s-
1: getting getting choked up. He's starting to cry. It's sad. This is I need it these had, rules to if pass. If they were in place, they would have lost the game by four instead of six. <laughs> well, he made it right before
2: halftime, and the score at halftime would have been seventeen to fifteen instead of seventeen to thirteen. So, so you'd only be down a field goal, which changes you know your, your thought process.
3: Let me ask you this, Marie. so if you're down, I I can't do the math because it, it will take too long. But let's say you're the kicker's set up to kick from the fifty-nine yard line to get the four-pointer how much would it upset the rhythm and timing to say, look, just back up one yard. So now it's an eight yard behind the line of scrimmage. So you get a 60 yard extra point.
2: I would think they could do it pretty easily, but I think the bigger question would be if they were lined up at like the 57 for a 57 yard field goal and you're down five and the coach is like, all right, can we get the snap three yards further back so we can oh, get the yeah. five pointer from 60. So that's where things would get a little dice. I don't think one yard would be an issue, you know, cause you have these guys, these long snappers are snapping back to punters and that's 15 yards. So You know, it's a little more aim because you have to put it right in the holder's hands and and the the spiral of the snap gets the holder. So he shouldn't have to rotate it much like a perfect snap. The holder just puts down without rotating to get the laces out. And those are very hard to do. Um, But I don't think one yard would affect it. But anything over that might change a
1: little bit.
3: Yeah, I like that. I think the the field goal one is the most interesting, uh, although none of these will ever happen, I would guess, sadly
1: all right next question this is from bryson mitchell to the apple podcast from canada hey benson and super friends love it. and a diehard i love that autocorrect but a diehard listener i hope it's autocorrect yeah three years surprise my brain hasn't melted what are all four of your favorite alternate jerseys and why is debo's the eagles blue and yellow from 2007 debo you want chime in here
4: yeah, I remember that one vividly. Uh, what I remember most is Kevin Curtis. If you remember that guy just going yeah. off in the in the blue and yellow. Uh, I believe that game was against the Lions season opener, I want to say, in 2007. So very ugly uniforms, but a special place in my heart.
1: And- um, Wilson, I assume you're going to say the Bumblebees. Um, i hate hate the bumblebees.
3: i didn't hate them i think a lot of the i think some Steelers players hated wearing them because who wouldn't feel dumb wearing a bumblebee outfit i thought they were sort of um they were distinctive the i'll do the one that like i I didn't mind that one but uh, i mean the chargers are obviously the easy answer but the one one of the ones that i really hated the denver broncos throwbacks where they're wearing brown do you remember those hmm let me see yes. if I can find a picture. Yeah, that was like it. That was the Josh McDaniel era, um, which sort of makes sense, I guess, to brown when Josh was there. Um those were the ugliest. Like that and some of the ones, oh, here they are. I'll show you the picture. And some of the ones that um those uh, blue and yellow pictures that excuse me, the uh uniforms that the the Packers wore, those are were- oh, there we go, right there. Thank you, D. Oh nice. Oh yeah, those yeah. are those look like the Padres. Yeah, they're the Padres and the socks were awesome because they're striped socks. Like those are like so ugly. They're sort of hipster, awesome. Um, so I I like those. Um, I love to hate those, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel like it. You know, people feel better when they they feel like they play better when they feel like they look better. I would imagine this is why that team was not very good.
2: Yeah, that was an ugly ugly uniform. Um, I like and this is an obvious one, but I like it and I want it to come back this year. The Buccaneers creamsicle uniforms. Oh, they won the Super Bowl, just let them wear the uniforms. And oh, then yeah? more recently, yeah, the whole eh, eh, every home game, but
1: way more often.
2: I think you have to let them use it.
1: Cream is great. It's and it's considered people like to complain about the creamsicle, but the thing about the creamsicle is if you're winning football games, creamsicle is going to be very cool.
2: Tom Brady wants it
1: back. Tom Brady would look great in the creamsicle, sort of a similar one, obviously, different colors, but a, a similar logo on the helmet. I would say that the Patriots red. Throwback jerseys are fantastic, and so are the Buffalo Bills. Um, you know they have the, I, I don't know the, the Pats. Yeah, there we go. See, oh, yeah, those are those are sharp. If those you are, are watching
2: on YouTube, we are looking at them, and you can see them. That's why you yeah. should watch on YouTube. Yeah, that's And it. listen,
1: uh, Pat and the Patriots. That's Pat the Patriot. Um, you know, snapping the ball in the helmet, the red. You know, Brady used to wear them. him and Welker look sharp in their element too. Uh, obviously, the Chargers powder blue. Oh, sorry. Yeah, throw up the Bills red jerseys. Oh, there's a uh, there's Tyrod Taylor in them.
2: That was their color rush uniform.
1: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the I mean maybe it's the NC State guy and me coming out, but I like the clearly but the old like, the old helmets are, are
3: nice too with the Bills. Like the old seventies helmets were the Bills the-
1: Debo, there's a there's a, a list at that top left one with the unveil new uniforms. These are the six the Chargers just have the best uniforms in sports.
2: Yeah. Agreed. And the it's Patriots and Buccaneers, the one. reasons they haven't worn their throwbacks is because the NFL's helmet rule, you can only wear one helmet color per year. But if they wow. switch that to two helmets, then you might see uh, Pat Patriot and uh, Bruce, the bucko, make a comeback.
3: Like, who cares how many helmets
2: you wear a year? It was a player safety thing, I guess, Ryan. But if you're going to 17 games, you know, you're throwing player safety out the window. Just let them wear whatever helmet they want. What do you mean player safety? Only, only we, certain- do
1: we like the. Uh, do we like the Seahawks slime green?
2: I, I love the Seahawks slime green. I
1: don't hate it. It's different.
2: Bears and orange is good. Anything that makes me feel like there is uh, a radioactive glow coming out of my television, I like. So I like the Seahawks. Washington
3: football team with the yellow helmets and the and at the time they had the red R's. Those are pretty tight.
4: So I'm I'm indifferent to like the current Eagles jerseys, but I I love like the oh, it's Kelly correct.
1: green Kelly green baby.
4: With the, with the helm,
1: with the with the wings on the top,
4: bring the Kelly Green back. <laughs> they got a, a mock up with Kevin Cobb right there. That's how you know, you know, Kevin Cobb. That's
3: who that was. I was looking <laughs> at that picture, wondering who that was. It reminds me of Ron Jaworski, but Kevin Cobb is just close second, right?
2: Um, I what about say, the trash Packers ones that are blue and yellow? Yeah, well. that's
3: one I was trying to spit out. Yeah, I, I don't like to, those. No, I think those are like the '30s uniforms or something.
1: So yeah, I would be a big fan of the Dolphins. Let's look at the Dolphins throwback. Not too close. To, I mean, the all whites. No, the aqua. Just look at that. The helmet that Fitzpatrick. Scroll up. The helmet that Fitzpatrick's got on there, where he's, he's with his hands on his hips. Go up a little bit more. A little bit more, please. Uh, there, the middle. I don't know why I'm pointing at it. Yeah, that one right there. So click on that, and you'll see. It's not going to open the article. It's going to enlarge the photo. Devo. Um, that the old dolphin and Over those old Dolph- stripes. It's just better. The new the dolphin, dolphin wears the helmet. Yeah, the dolphin with the helmet on. It's just it's just better. It's just yeah. a cool looking jersey. It doesn't it, look it, it that doesn't much different.
2: From that's back like when Snowflake was their mascot. Correct. Like a duh.
1: But but that's my point. Is it doesn't look that different. You could keep doing it, as opposed to the new dolphin, which
3: meh. I don't even know what the new dolphin looks like.
1: The new dolphins. It looks like an actual dolphin with no helmet, oh, it's okay. coming through a, a, a thing of like a sunshine. There it is, right there. So oh, yeah. 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 I like the old dolphin better, but I also Duffins.
3: like Pat Pete and I Duffins. like, um, yeah, or Pat Pat Patriot, Pat Pete. I like Pat Pete, but I like Pat Patriot Pat and I like, um, bucko Bruce. Is that his name?
1: Yeah. So the uh, bucket swashbuckling Bruce, maybe? I don't know. Swashbuckling Bruce. He's a swashbuckler. I'll tell you that much. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that we missed.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, the Titans throwbacks, which are actually all the way throwing back to Houston, the Oilers. Yeah, I like that. love the Oilers uniform.
1: And and Titans fans wouldn't mind that. Uh, Obviously, Texans fans would not be huge fans. What about Bengals throwbacks where they go back to the orange
3: helmets where it just says Bengals and block letters on the side? What's (laughs) wrong with that, Wilson? (laughs) Like some guy had to stay up late because the stickers didn't come in. He's doing it with a Sharpie.
2: I actually like the Bengals orange jerseys, which are uh, relatively new. Not completely new, but. (laughs) I like like
1: like when the Texans go uh, red. I want to see it this year. You would like that. Yeah, Old Falcons jerseys are cool, too. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. We'll have tons of great content coming your way as the offseason rolls on. For Ryan and John, I'm Will. See you later.
2: If you want to win your fantasy football league, it starts right now. The offseason is the best time to get ahead of the competition. We'll help you win your league on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, part of CBS Sports Podcast Network. Fantasy Football Today has three episodes every week following the latest news, giving you early rankings, early sleepers, breakouts, and busts. So if you're a dedicated fantasy football manager, check out the most dedicated podcast, Fantasy Football Today. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found.